And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Now the question is, can I make it through the whole show without talking about Donald Trump and Melania Trump testing positive for COVID-19? Oh my, oh no, oh no, I just, I just ruined it. So I'm going to try. I'm going to try to make it through this whole show because, holy cow, does that throw a wrench into the machine. Another log onto the fire of 2020. Yes, you heard me correctly. President Donald Trump, his wife Melania, and Hope Hicks, who is one of his right-hand people, have tested positive for COVID-19. The rest of the surrounding family has not tested positive. This weekend is going to be fun. But, hey! <laughs> Welcome to Chewing the Fat and Fat Pile Friday. Remember we talked about the American Dream Mall. I'm sorry, the American Dream Mega Mall. Uh, opening in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Right there off Route 3. You know where it is. You know, it opened last year, and they were all excited. It's got the Nickelodeon Universe theme park and the rink and an NHL regulation size ice skating rink. And it had uh, the snowboard park, the three-story candy department store. And then, you know, of course, it had, like, according to them, about a mil- 800,000. Just under a million visitors by January, but then pandemic uh, shut it down. So they're reopening, and yay, yay! Now it's opening. We've got a water park, and the theme park will be limited to 750 people. It's opening to the 25% capacity. According to them, they're doing less than 25%. Okay. According to... I mean, they're allowing 750 people in there. The water park lists the maximum capacity at 5,600. Wow. So, good luck trying to stay afloat at this place. Really. I mean, ticket sales were supposed to be good the last couple days. And then they are... You know, supposed to be sold out this weekend. Close to selling out this weekend. So, okay. I hope it works out for them. It has 80 to 100 stores that are going to be opening. We'll see how it works out. I mean, it's a huge place. It's got, uh, you know, wings and you can, it's got levels one through three of the mall that are going to be there. We'll see, you know, one, one is the, it's called, uh, the garden, the secret garden. One's called the library. Okay. We'll see if it works out. One of the food courts has Coca-Cola eats that's supposed to open by the end of the month. Munchies food court is scheduled to open by the end of the year. You've got, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, Cinnabon and Haagen-Dazs that are going to have the grab and go available while you're there. Again, not everything is opening. I mean, they've got Angry Birds, the not-so-many golf club. Big Snow isn't scheduled to open until... um, Well, no, it should be open already. Dream Riders, the mechanical animals you rent and ride through the mall. The Rink, DreamWorks Water Park. All these stores are supposed to be opening, 
and be open already uh, now. Abercrombie Kids, Acutus, Aerie, Alien, Aldo, Amazon Forest, American Eagle. It goes on and on and on. I mean, it's a huge ball. We'll see if they open up. I mean, they mentioned Foot Locker here, but I thought Foot Locker was supposed to become a place where you could go and vote. So maybe you can do that there as well. And they've got a huge list of all these stores in alphabetical order, by the way. And it looks like it's going to be an exciting time at the American Dream Mall in New Jersey. Because nothing says fun like a huge mall in New Jersey, I can tell you that. Now they're letting this joint open up, come to think of it. And they're still in a big deal with the the weightlifters and the, the gym. They had to make it so it was a campaign office to open up. I was just... New Jersey is out of control. It is Fat Pile Friday, so there's a lot of uh, fat to get to. I know, don't look at me like that. I know there's a lot of fat to get to every day, but this is Fat Pile Friday, so we're just, we push all the fat to the middle and we start digging through it. You do realize it's been 16 years since Facebook was founded by the Zuckster? Incredible, right? I mean, certainly, wow, 16 years. I mean, it's been 10 years since the movie. Uh, the social network. Wow. And, that was, and as long as we're, you know, a little Facebook, you know, they started its, uh, they're going to more closely integrate WhatsApp Instagram Messenger. Oh, good. That's what they need to do is closely integrate WhatsApp and Instagram and Messenger. We, we want that. Right? Right. Oh, uh, how much would you pay for... United Kingdom bookmaker William Hill. What'd you think that'd be worth? I know a couple of bucks, right? Well, Caesars Entertainment is buying the UK bookmaker William Hill for three point seven billion dollars. <laughs> okay. Good luck. Good luck. And Walmart revealed that a new store design is going to mirror its app. And I'm not real sure what to make of that. According to them, the days of lazily strolling through the store aisles are over. Yeah, I mean, who didn't love to just go stroll through Walmart? Anyway, um, they are unveiling the design. They're saying uh, it's going to come to 200 stores around the U.S. by the end of this year and 800 more by the end of next year. According to them, it may not look that different. It uh, They're going to rearrange a lot of items across the store, consolidating categories such as electronics, toys, and baby products into their own dedicated sections rather than having some items scattered. I mean, I thought that's what they did anyway. They're going to have... Uh, Loading uh, signs, clearer signs to point you around to the spaces. I guess the signs match up to the categories and icons that you find on the app. Okay. Of course, you know, they want to create a seamless shopping experience between the digital store and the physical one. Now, they're going off Target, right? So Target spent some, a few billion According to the story, seven billion on redesigning its stores to be more browsable, creating moments of serendipity with 
sections often set up to spotlight just a few products, which are often designed and sold by Target, which means they're anything that Target owns and is selling and making the most money on, that's what's going to be highlighted. That's all that meant. And it worked because, gosh darn it, foot traffic increased to the highest numbers in a decade. Oh, well, good luck. Good luck. And I haven't heard much news about the Walmart Plus now that I'm thinking about it off the top of my head. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, I haven't, I haven't received... I'm a Sam's Club member. I have a Walmart card, or at least my wife does. Maybe she's getting some emails because I haven't seen any, hey, Walmart Plus is here. Come and get it. You need it. You should have it. So we'll see. And I'm still ticked if they're allowing, if they're going to allow Walmart Plus members to use Sam's Club gas tanks. Uh, no. I do not. Uh, no. Not unless you have a designated, you better build another row for the Walmart Plusers. Okay. Otherwise I want to be able to, I want the same prices at Walmart that the, that the, what is those Murphy's Walmart has. And then we could, you know, swap cards so I could go there and fill up my tank and not have to go to Sam. Anyway, I think we'll probably, I probably talked about that before, but it's just something that really kind of irks me just a tad. Don't be letting Walmart pluses have the Sam's Club card. We, we pay extra for that. I expect extra service. <laughs> well, there's a new app, too, that everybody is all wound up. And I, which gets me into the big story uh, yesterday afternoon. So there's a new app, Discord. All right. It's, uh, it's a messaging platform that caters to video gamers and it's hit, uh, you know, they've got their downloads are going through the roof every day and the discord, according to them, their base has grown by 50% since February and that's huge. So it's for video gamers. So, you know, the discord platform is, is huge. So it's been, a, and so, but what got me through the gamers is that super smash brothers and Minecraft joined forces yesterday. It was announced. And Twitter, actually, I don't know that it crashed, but it got overloaded. Uh, I mean, it slowed down and what appeared to be down with the announcement with of Super Smash Brothers and Minecraft joining forces. And they released this, I don't know, six or seven minute video and they showed uh, showed a video between Super Smash Brothers and Minecraft. And then they had a talk from the, the head guy, Mr. Uh, Mashiro Sekira. Or Sakurai. I'm not really sure. <laughs> Can't remember how to pronounce his stupid name. But he's the guy. I mean, he's Mr. Gamer. And, uh, you know, the guy's made a, a fortune. And he's from Japan. And I watched some of the video. Um, he doesn't speak English. So he just he's, he speaks, he speaks Japanese. And uh, they just put up the... They put up the English words on the video and you live with it. That's the way it is. So it was an exciting video to watch. Exciting video. But the gamers loved it. Man, the gamers wanted that to happen. Super Smash Brothers and Minecraft joining forces. More fun than you'll know what to do with. <laughs> Thank you.
we're, you know, talking the internet. In a court hearing, Apple and Epic Games kicked off some more of the debate over their apps since, uh, remember, Fortnite maker Epic Games uh, launched their attack against Apple and pulled their stuff while they started their own app, right? Which uh, they knew by doing that that Apple would pull them from the App Store for breaking the rules. And then came the fury of lawsuits because they didn't want to pay Apple's 30% cut when people bought the app. So the removal was the subject of yesterday's, not yesterday, today is Fat Pile Friday. So this story says yesterday, this sometime this week, actually, because this is, I don't know when I put this story in the, <laughs> in the show links. So sometime this past week, uh, it went, was in front of a judge and he's not expected to reinstate Fortnite in the app store, but we'll see, you know, I know that look, Google also charges 30% cut in the app purchases, got booted. Uh, they booted Fortnite off as well, and they face a loss. You know, they're doing a lawsuit from Epic Games. So we'll see. You know, I, look, they, they say that they do a lot of the dirty work, vetting the apps for privacy and security issues, and its fees reflect the services it provides to developers and consumers. Okay. We'll see if that's actually true. It's It may be true in the beginning. So, I mean, that's where they're making their money, right? Um, they vet the apps and they take their cut. But by the end, with these huge apps, uh, that's, a, <laughs> that's a lot of money. And they know it. So this could be a long, long battle. And, uh, you know, it's worth a lot of money. So they all are going to be involved in that battle that is for sure uh california california daily a lot of stuff going on in california uh, man and not all for the better governor gavin newsom signed legislation this week that's going to require the boards of publicly traded companies based in the state to have at least one racially ethnically or otherwise diverse director by 2021 and we had, I remember talking about uh, him probably going to do that. Uh, the new quota is the first of its kind in the U.S. and follows a similar California measure enacted a couple of years ago that mandated female directors on all boards of the state's public companies. Now, this law is expected to have uh, you know impact around the country, and we'll see if it actually does or not. You know, I, I don't know. We, he also signed uh, signed a bill. To help police trace guns. Oh, that's good. New pistol models sold in California are going to eventually have to include micro-stamping technology that makes them easier to trace by law enforcement. So if they're used in crimes, it'll be easier to see what gun it is. Um, oh, okay. I'm not real sure I... You know, sure, you've got the Second Amendment. <laughs> Nobody's taking your right to have a gun away, okay? We're just saying that we want to be able to track it even more. And then, by, by, uh, and then, for sure, we're tracking you, right? I mean, holy cow. And, on top of which, I'm sure it's not going to cost any more money 
to have every gun micro-stamped that's going into California. So they either don't sell guns in California or they microchip... I'm sorry, I don't want to say microchip. (laughs) Silly. It's micro-stamping technology. (laughs) Silly is not a microchip, you dummy. (laughs) It's micro-stamping technology. So... There's that going on, which is, which is good. Good, good. Yeah. You know, they also have a a new law that's going to start next year that is going to require the handguns to be equipped with uh, safety measures, including chamber load indicators and magazine disconnect mechanisms. So we're not taking your gun rights away. We're just making it damn near impossible to have a gun in the state of California. So there's that. Which is good. Which is good, right? Of course it is. Of course it is. Now, they also, thanks to the great governor of California, Gavin Newsom, uh, approved a task force to consider paying reparations for slavery. Good. It's about time. Uh, the governor said that the bipartisan support for the bill, which passed the Senate, the state Senate on a 33 to three vote last month, proving that, uh, proving that we can hopefully have this resonate all across the U S it's going to require a commission to study the lingering impact of slavery in the state and make recommendations to lawmakers by July, 2023. The recommendation should include details on what form of compensation should be awarded, as well as its recipients. And California has got to come to terms with many of its issues, but it has yet to come to terms with its role in slavery. So, California has a deeply, deeply rooted issue with race and slavery. And we're going to address it. And we're going to address these issues of justice and fairness. Okay, that's great. That is great. Of course, what happens if they were to say, well, we don't think any compensation should be awarded. And, you know, the lingering impact of slavery really can't be proven. It's just a feeling, that kind of thing. Uh, If they come back with that kind of thing, what happens then, Gov? I think we all know the answer to that. All right, let's go to the break room. Let's get something cold to drink. Go ahead, get cold something cold to drink. Oh, there is nothing like a cold beverage after your throat is parched. There's no question about that. Another thing that's exciting is when you're a subscriber to Chewing the Fat. I know. Look, if you're already a a subscriber, you know the excitement of being a subscriber. If you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber, you don't know. You don't know. Don't even try to pretend that you know the excitement. What you need to do is become a subscriber and then you'll know the excitement that comes with being a subscriber to Chewing the Fat. So if you're not a subscriber, choose a platform that you want. There's a plethora of platforms out there iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, plenty of others, you know, under that plethora umbrella. 
and subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Then, and only then, will you know the excitement that comes with being a subscriber to Chewing the Fat. Man, oh man, I wish I could, I wish I could explain it to you, but there just isn't any words. There just isn't any words. Or maybe there aren't any words. Or there isn't any words. You know what? No words. <laughs> so you can always keep in touch with the show by following me on social media. Twitter is at JeffyJFR. Facebook, Instagram, and Parlor is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can email me. Uh, chewing the fat at the blaze.com. You can email me like, uh, I got an email from Nolan who says, Hey, this is my first email to a podcast. I think your show is cool. One of the things I like about your podcast is you don't get into politics on the show. Well, Nolan, let me tell you, I try not to, of course, I cover some of the political stories that have to be done, but I really, I really try not to and go out of my way to get too in depth on this show because you know, I'm on pad unleashed a couple times a week. Uh, I fill in on some other shows on the Blaze Television and Radio Network. So, you know, we cover it there, and it's just, I know it gets exhausting. And especially now, I mean, we are in the deep well of politics now, so I know it gets exhausting. And then uh, I replied. I try to reply and answer to emails, and I said, hey, thanks for the kind words. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. And then he apparently uh, got a little ticked at me. Because I didn't read it on the air. So he emailed me back. Hey, when do you read viewer emails on the air? Is it any specific day of the week? I'm not sure I understand the note sent from your reply. I'm thinking I might have sent my email to you at the wrong time to be aired. Well, no. You sent it to the right email. I thanked you for sending the email and the kind words. And I thanked you for listening. Now, if and when an email gets read on the air... It's hit or miss. Do I have a specific ding, 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 ding? Do I, do I pound the gavel and say email time? Do I do that? No, no, I don't. Oh my gosh. My gavel, the gavel thing just came off. What the heck happened? The metal piece that wraps around the gavel just came off. I must've hit the gavel too hard to impress Nolan. Wow. I got to take care of that. Oh boy. Could be in trouble with the whole chewing the fat gavel thing there. Ooh. But my point is, is that I don't have a specific bang the gavel time. If something, you know, grabs my eye, I, I do it. And maybe I should. Maybe I should have a specific email bang the gavel time. But right now, I don't. So, Nolan, I, I thought my email said everything that it meant to. But I apologize if you misunderstood. So, chewing the fat at the blaze. Speaking of my gavel, you can go to my YouTube page, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Oh my gosh, it's the same name as this show. <laughs> Uh, and you can subscribe to my YouTube page, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. There's a there's a quick YouTube uh, video there of when I uh, unwrapped the gavel and became uh, Judge Jeffy with a gavel. It's always Judge Jeffy. Hello, but uh, well, I've got to fix. I've really got to fix my 
I should just I should just put you out of hold again like I did yesterday and fix my gavel, but I won't do that. I won't do that right now. I'm gonna set it off the side and just try to just try to take a breath, okay? Don't forget it's Fat Bear Week. Also, uh, we're gonna cover in depth Fat Bear Week coming from uh, the Katmai uh, National Park up in Alaska over there at the uh, the Brooks. What is it? The Brooks River or the Brooks Lake? It's okay. It's the bears at Brooks River in Katmai National Park. Now, some of the videos, if you go to the link, uh, I put the link out on my social media accounts. You can watch uh, the live cams and watch the bears, you know, eat the salmon, and it's pretty cool. And that's at Brooks Falls, I believe, but uh, which is would be well part of the Brooks River, Jeff. Yes, that's correct. So it's a single elimination tournament. There's a bracket there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a huge bracket. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a YouTube live, uh, this weekend. And I may start off with a YouTube live tonight, Friday night, for those of you listening live, the 2nd of October, 2020, and then Saturday and Sunday so that, uh, you know, we cover fat bear week cause we're coming up on it and I'm looking forward to talking to, you know, one of the Rangers or two of the Rangers, see how it's going up there, see how the bears are fattening up, see how the contest is going, because uh, Fat Bear Week is, <laughs> uh, I realize it's a single elimination tournament, but it's huge. And right now, there's nothing more important. I don't care about the election, you know, that thing between humans. I care about that. Uh, and none of it, none of it. What I care about is Fat Bear Week, which is why we're going to cover it. It's fat on fat coverage here on Chewing the Fat. All right, while we're in the break room, I see where there's going to be an official Belushi documentary on Showtime. It looks really good. It looks really good. And to be clear, I don't think there's been a Belushi documentary. I mean, there may have been some A&E specials or something like that. And there was the Bob Woodward book, right? Wired which was pretty good and it covered made john a really sad figure and i know john's wife was <laughs> was pissed at woodward about the book there's no doubt about that because uh woodward i remember okay so uh belushi i mean you know was uh on fire right just a, a candle that just burned out a candle in the wind oh my gosh there should be a song and uh I was just on fire, right? And he was, you know, he died of a drug overdose and, you know, he was portrayed as uh, uh, a junkie, right? And that's really, you know, sure, he was a junkie. Sure, he was a drug abuser. And sure, according to Woodward, oh, he looked, the cops just said he looked like just another dead junkie. Well, yeah. Well, not every junkie gets found dead at the Chateau Maramont. <laughs> okay. Sorry, in the bungalow at the Chateau Bermont. Not everybody gets found there. Your everyday junkie doesn't. But, you know, it's John Belushi, right? And she was pissed because it just shows, it doesn't, the book doesn't show the humor and the courage and the energy. He wasn't just a junkie. Well, duh. No kidding. But I'm looking forward to it. it it's out in November on uh, Showtime. It should be really, really good. And I'm a huge fan of Belushi. You know, I mean, I I, I just uh, I just thought, you know, I loved him. 
and so did everyone else it says in the trailer i, I should it's a two-minute trailer and I, it's got a whole music thing and i don't know if youtube or our podcast company would let me play it although i should just play it and be the hell with them but he says uh you know they talk about uh in the trailer that everybody loved john and that was part of the problem Right, and I mean, at one point he's got the number one TV show, the number one movie. He's on fire. He's the top of the world, and it says in the trailer, you know, as well, uh, that must be great for John. And at the same time, you're thinking, "Woo, I don't know how he's going to survive it," and he didn't. And according to the stories, they were close to pulling an intervention at the time of his death, and they just did it. You know, it was too late on their timing. I don't know. Do you see a, a, you know, a 60, 70-year-old Belushi? I mean, you've got Aykroyd, and you've got Chevy Chase, and you got his brother Jim Belushi, and I mean, Harold Ramis is is dead now. And so is Penny Marshall. Wow. And so is Carrie Fisher. <laughs> All these people that were surrounding him. But, I mean, I, I just don't see... You know, a 70-year-old John Belushi, that just wasn't him. And maybe, you know, that was part of the problem, too, because he didn't see himself that way either. Anyway, in November, the Belushi uh, documentary on Showtime looks really good. And I neglected to say happy birthday to the killer, Jerry Lee Lewis, this week. And it's Fat Pop Friday, so just let me say happy birthday to the killer. Speaking of being 85 years old and uh, burning out, the killer never burned out. I'll tell you that right now. Jerry Lee, happy birthday. <laughs> now that one time I saw him, it talks about in this story, this whole birthday story. It talks about how he almost died in 81. I remember I saw him. It had to have been in late 81 or early 82. I mean, he had just gotten out of the hospital. He was really thin he was wearing a yellow tuxedo played some crappy piano in this small bar we saw him at i mean he was awesome he was the killer you kidding me but he did not look good man he looked really rough but he was great he was great i saw him one time in new orleans that's a whole i could tell you that's a that's a whole story of almost getting thrown in jail that weekend and and uh, we saw him it was a riverboat and uh, he played on the riverboat he was playing the piano with this towel he was jumping up and down on the piano it was awesome so anyway happy birthday to the killer 85 years old this week speaking of new orleans i see where the horse racing track in new orleans has agreed to pay 2.8 million dollars in a penalty for letting their horse manure and urine into the city's drainage system. (laughs) That's only been going on for, you know, half a dozen years or so. Don't worry about it. (laughs) So the Justice Department described the fine to be paid by Churchill Downs Incorporated. That's, you know, the Dingleberries up in Kentucky. They own this racetrack down here. They uh, apparently... They've been cited like 250 times in the last six years. Okay. They violated the deal. 
So they're going to stop the flow of untreated processed wastewater into the local sewer system, which they say, you know, leaves the local waters used by fishing and ultimately to Lake Pontchartrain. And they're going to try to, you know, keep the urban area clean. The whole area around there is, they're going to, is, you know, horse stables and barns and, you know, 1800 or more horses at a time are there. That's a lot of horse manure. You could quote me on that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so not only are they paying the 2.8 million to the city they're going to pay i don't know six million five five and a half five point six million to upgrade i'm sorry capital improvements over the next three years to address the conditions and obligations under the consent decree so they're going to find some way to stop the poop and the urine going into the storm water good luck uh good luck i don't know how you know I guess there's ways that you do it, but according to them, when the city gets 10 inches of rain within 12 hours, which New Orleans does from time to time, then that, you know, releases a lot of the horse manure. (laughs) What they're saying is that even after a little bit of rain, the, uh, the manure and the urine would flow down into the water. And once it's flowing down the water, what are you going to do? Get a, you know, get a pasta strainer out and start straining the water for horse manure and, and urine? No, you're not going to do that. So, anyway, good luck. If you're around the, the horse track in New Orleans, it's supposed to be fixed. And they're spending some money to get everything up and running and make sure everything is good to go under the Clean Water Act and help you out down there in New Orleans. Right? <laughs> right. Bad news for Subway in ireland and i don't know that it's that it's good news actually for us it might be different uh in ireland than it is here but a supreme court has found there has found that the bread in subway's heated sandwiches has too much sugar in it to meet the legal definition of being bread (laughs) so they don't get a deal there's some kind of tax rebate tax plan tax savings that they got for selling you know sandwiches and so it file it falls outside the statutory definition because of the sugar content okay uh, there's not enough flour or dough the it provides weight of ingredients such as sugar fat and bread to not exceed a certain weight and According to the judges, uh, yeah, you exceed that. Uh, It could be said uh, to be food for the purpose of the act, but that's it. Okay. So you don't get the deal. Got it? We're not refunding your VAT payments. (laughs) Because your sandwiches are too full of sugar. Wow. If that's true in America... Oof. <laughs> you can quote me on that too. Oof. Wow. So speaking of Ireland, <laughs> they'll be happy with this. If you're listening in Ireland right now, it's just a joke. Okay. Apparently, if you have Neanderthal genes, not J-E-A-N-S, but G-E-N-S. 
S jeans from 60,000 years ago, you are at a higher risk of severe coronavirus. <laughs> I know. Who'd have thunk it? Well, uh, apparently researchers. 50% of the people in South Asia and 16% of the people in Europe now carry this length of DNA which scientists have now linked to the most severe form of COVID-19. Wow. So according to this research, if you have this genetic inheritance, you are three times more likely to require mechanical ventilation once they contract the virus. Evolutionary anthropologist Hugo Zeberg, or Zeberg, from the Max Planck Institute of Evolutionary Anthropology in Germany. And I mean, hello. If you've, if you've never been there, what are you doing with your life? They've been scrambling to understand what makes some people more vulnerable to COVID-19 than others. And apparently this, the pre-existing underlying conditions and social inequalities explain a large part of vulnerability. Does it? The pre-existing underlying conditions, but the social inequalities? Okay. But, if you've got the gene, (laughs) if you've got the gene, baby, the Neanderthal gene from 60,000 years ago, you are in deep doo-doo. So I guess, you know, there was a big stretch of time there when uh, Neanderthals, uh, you know, were strolling around the world taking care of a little business before they went extinct and so now like i said you got 50 percent of the people in south asia 16 percent of the people in europe still with the neanderthal dna strain just because these neanderthals 60,000 years ago were wandering around taking care of little business <laughs> oh man i don't even want to know i just do not want to know i just don't i just don't i don't want to know just, just let it happen. And then, of course, there's a new study that talks about no evidence that hydroxychloroquine can prevent COVID-19. Well, okay. But a new study is the latest to suggest that hydroxychloroquine isn't an effective weapon against COVID-19 when taken as a preventative drug. Well, I mean, it seems to work on a bunch of people. But according to this study, a randomized double-blinded trial found no difference in the risk of catching COVID-19 among healthcare workers who either took the malaria drug or a placebo before they were potentially exposed to the virus. Okay, I just know that it helped, you know, people that I know. And uh, we've heard many, many stories of from people who say it helped. So, if it helps... Isn't one life, if it just helps one life, isn't it worthy to try? I just don't understand why it's such a big deal. If President Trump, I don't want him getting political a little bit, but if President Trump had not mentioned hydroxychloroquine, it just would have been another drug out there and it would have worked fine. And you would have heard that, well, it doesn't help everybody, but it helps as many people as we could find. We've and Now we've got to just, continue to hammer and hammer it doesn't work there's no evidence that hydroxychloroquine can prevent COVID-19 
So what do you even take it for? Well, maybe it'll help. And maybe I have, uh, you know, the Neanderthal gene from 60,000 years ago. And maybe, you know, when the Neanderthal was taking care of a little business in South Africa, uh, it didn't know that we were going to create hydroxychloroquine within the next 60,000 years. So it knocks it out of my system. Maybe. Maybe. Isn't it worth just one life? Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. Uh, hoping to, uh, it's Fat Pile Friday, so I mean, there's just so much, so much to get to. Or yesterday, uh, for those of you listening live, uh, it's the 2nd of October 2020. So yesterday I talked about uh, the lady that, uh, where the U- United States Postal Service lost her ticket, right? Uh, and so uh, we got news today that she got the money from the lottery. Um, f- funny, the, the story talks about how FedEx delivered the package from the lottery commission. But there was no part of the story. The big part of the story was is that the lottery said that they wouldn't pay unless they had the ticket. Remember, because we were talking about, I was saying that the Postal Service better clean every place in Tallahassee they can find. It doesn't say. So apparently it was just bad press. They never did get the ticket. They just figured, give the lady your thousand bucks, which really they should have done anyway. Uh, As soon as she said, uh, as soon as she said that she had, that she had sent it certified mail, she had the documentation so they really should have just given her the thousand bucks. So it doesn't say in the story if the lottery commission ever actually got the ticket, but she did get her money. Good for her. And, uh, she said that, uh, she now is going to, uh, use that thousand dollars, fix her broken washer and get new car tires. Nothing says America like fixing your washer and getting new tires on the car. Whether you're in Hernando County, Florida or Fort Worth, Texas, baby. Wow, so I'm looking at uh, this list of bankruptcy and protection, Chapter 11s. They talk about uh, through June, um, 18 retailers have filed for Chapter 11. 18! But most are sellers of apparel, footwear, and home furnishers. They claim that at this point in the year, we've already surpassed last year's total retail bankruptcies. And by the end of 2020, we could even outpace... 2010, which there were 48. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to do that. No problem. Well, we could do that. It's 2020. But they're talking about how e-commerce is now changing, you know, that was already changing the retail game. And now it, you know, it is the game. So we'll see if it ever gets back to the foot traffic that they hope for. I know, you know, you talk about the, you know, the American dream mall. They're hoping for it. That's for sure. But I was looking at this list since January of this year and of all the, you know, the companies that have filed for bankruptcy and some of them have filed for full liquidation and uh, Pier 1 unsuccessfully sought uh, uh, sale for locations, liquidated all stores, sold IP for $31 million. That was back in February, right? Uh, same thing for uh, Art Van Furniture. They sought uh, a going concern sale but they liquidated all stores and converted to Chapter 7. But there's a company here, and there's a list goes on. I mean, Models, True Religion, Gold's Gym, Chino's, uh, John Vervados, Neiman Marcus, Stage Store, JCPenney, Tuesday Morning, 24-Hour Fitness, 
24-hour fitness seeking reorganization with store closings. Wow. They are looking at uh, the possibility of closing 135 24-hour fitness buildings, and they have, you know, 445 that they're talking about some sort of reorganization. I saw that. I mean, we just, you saw that coming when, I mean, I drive by a 24-hour fitness and that baby is closed and it used to be packed and it's got a pool and it's, I mean, it's a beautiful building. It's got an outside pool. It's got an inside pool and training facilities. It's a great, it's a great gym. I, in fact, I, I, I mentioned, I sent an email to my son saying, buy one of the 24 hour fitness buildings. It still may be possible. Uh, you could probably get a really good deal and they got, it's full of stuff. Yeah. That's why you buy it's, I mean, hello, I'm a business genius. <laughs> just seems like a good deal and they talk about the gnc is restructuring wow that's wow 760 million asset sale to stalking a horse bid okay i want to know who this stalking horse is all right because i was looking it says uh the result and it goes through uh, starts off, uh, ends the 1st of August, 2nd of August. And it talks about, uh, oh, the 12th of August, actually, with Steinmart. Wow, full chain liquidation. Steinmart, 281 stores. Incredible. Uh, but, so it goes through here, and there's one, the paper store. Court-approved sale to stocking horse bidder. Okay, it doesn't say how much there in this one. As we go down, as we go down, it comes up to another store here. Lucky Brand sold assets to Stalking Horse. Spark Group LLC, $161.6 million. As we scroll down a little bit more, we find another group. And we just saw that other one with Stalking Group. Right, but there's another one down here that talked about stocking group as well. Uh, Dear stocking group, this is chewing the fat, and I, I, I I'm I'm up for sale. Yeah, now I got to liquidate, and uh, you know, look, you can liquidate for less than 191.6 million dollars, no problem. Okay, so uh, there you go, no problem. Yeah, GNC. That was the one. 760 million asset sale to Stalking Horse bid. Wow. I want to know who these people are. They'll, they'll tell me all I have to do is ask. They'll be right on the phone with me. Oh, yeah, this is who they are. <laughs> but anyway, I'm not making these. It's horrible what's happening. And I will these. We talked about it before. Will a lot of these stores come back? Absolutely. And you talk about the 24 hour fitness, right? Okay. So they're reorganizing and they're closing stores, but guys like my son, maybe not my son, but guys like my son, uh, you know, in the fitness business, in the, in the, in the business will buy these buildings and, you know, then it'll be instead of 24 hour fitness, it'll be, you know, 24 hour, lifestyle 24-hour life uh your life whatever better you uh you know it'll be my son's name better you performance any it's something there'll be other businesses so (sighs) capitalism and this country will go on but gotta go on with president trump in office because if 
No, I'm going to talk political. Never mind. I stop. I want to stop. 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 So we were talking about chapter 11s and businesses closing and filing for bankruptcy. I see where a suburban New York Catholic diocese, the, the Roman Catholic diocese in New York, one of New York City's sub, suburbs, filed for bankruptcy. They're seeking to, the Diocese of Rockville Center, which encompasses much of Long Island and 1.4 million Catholics filing for Chapter 11. They will uh, ask the bankruptcy court to put all cases on hold. You know, all those uh, sexual abuse cases. And especially, I mean, in New York, right? They suspended the statute of limitations. And so it was just, I mean, we, we are seeing that with the celebrities that are being sued because they suspended the statute of limitations. Is it a good thing? I guess. I mean, I want to believe that it's a good thing, but really, but really, <laughs> but really good news for Uber though. They can operate in London now for at least another 18 months after winning its appeal. A judge restored the ride sharing company's license, giving it the green light for 18 months. So they didn't renew London, didn't renew their license, citing safety concerns like unauthorized drivers using the app to pick up riders. Now a judge is saying that the company's fit and proper. Go ahead. Get out of here. The judge must use Uber. I see where, you know, look, Uber, they've got their new, you can't, their delivery drivers for Uber Eats and Uber can't even go out without putting a mask on now, which is kind of strange because they talk about how they make everyone, uh, you know, take a selfie before they drive off, but it doesn't, so they know that they're wearing a mask. I would like to see, and and I don't know this, if you're an Uber driver, let me know. You can email me at chewingthefatoftheblaze.com or if you've taken Uber in the last, you know, month, you can let, you know, maybe the Uber driver asked you. I want to know if the Uber driver has to take a picture of themselves without the mask and then with the mask so they can verify that it's actually that person instead of just a face with a mask on it. But hey, that's just me. Sure, you can't get a get into Uber without uh, without even wearing a mask. Now, that's just part of the deal, right? No mask, no ride. <laughs> if I'm an Uber driver, I make sure I have some masks with me, right? May, uh, no problem. I don't want to have anybody not get a ride. Uh, where am I? Here you go. Put it on. I'll give you this one or this one. You choose. At least, uh, you know, gives you another extra step before you have to tell someone, sorry, I can't take you because you got to wear a mask. And if you're taking Uber, you know that. Whether you're, you know, you hate masks or don't hate masks, you already know that. So, you know, I'm, I'm all about not having to wear a mask. I'm all about having personal responsibility and you deciding. But if you're taking Uber and that's their deal, they want you to wear a mask before you get in the car no mask, no ride. Well, then they're giving you the opportunity to say, all right, I won't take Uber. All right. Amazingly, there's still plenty of stuff to get to on the fat pile. I mean, we've got uh Jamil Hill story. We've got an OJ story. I've got uh, no one wanted to travel with me story. That story is incredible to me. 
So, or we'll do it real quickly. All right, Fat Pop Friday. Jamel Hill. She's all wound up. Is it Jamel or Jamil? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. J-E-M-E-L-E Hill. You remember her from ESPN. and She's just a loving person. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You can look her up yourself if you don't know who she is. But, I mean, nothing says love in this world like Jamel Hill. Anyway, she is all wound up because Kirk Herbstreet, blocked her on twitter wow now i would say like i i don't know how she's going to get by in life without being able to you know not have kirk block you but rather if you're in kirk's position why do you block somebody right he's mr sports guy i mean if he's been following someone and he doesn't want to follow them anymore you know mute him or just you know don't worry about it it's not gonna hurt it doesn't bother anyone that you're following this person or not maybe it does you know maybe somebody said dude how come you're following still following her but if somebody were to say that dude why are you still following that person i got her muted and move on with your life right why why you block her i mean so the world knows unless you're trying to make some kind of statement anyway just seems kind of weird and i'll tell you another story that's kind of weird i'm not sure why it's coming out now but i see where oj simpson's ex-wife nicole brown secret diaries they claim he tormented her before murder well duh <laughs> i mean that's nothing new i've just i don't understand why with well, this is uh yeah we knew that we know what kind of what kind of douche oj was at the time we got it but i mean he was found not guilty okay so unless you're nicole's folks <laughs> get over it Now, Mr. Brown, you know I'm just just teasing. Sad to do. Okay, and uh, the story with no one wanted to travel with me, so I'll break it down. I know we're getting long here on Friday, and I'm hoping to have a Saturday podcast with Billy Hollowell about his new book and his life, and he's uh, you know he's living the American dream. So I'm hoping to talk to Billy Hollowell tomorrow, but you know keep an eye out for that. If you're a subscriber, which if you're listening to this part of the show, you are a subscriber, you'll see the alert. <laughs> Anyway, uh, this lady wants to go on vacation, but she doesn't have her friend backs out with honor, right? And it's during the COVID-19 thing, right? I was here, it's during the pandemic. So some countries aren't allowing people to go and different things together. So this guy wanted to uh, go on vacation. So he posts on this Facebook group, hey, anybody interested in, uh, you know, I didn't really want to travel alone, so, you know, if you're, if you're interested in coming or meeting up or you're going to be in Turkey at the same time I am, let me know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to be in Turkey. Sure. I'll meet up with you there. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to go to Turkey this time of year? But this girl says, yeah, I'm going to go. They meet up and they travel and now they're best buds. And they travel. I mean, I don't know. Do I allow? And again, how dare you? Jeff, talk about allowing people to do things. I know. I apologize. Do I... 
Do I think it's a good idea to let someone I love go on a trip around the world to some other country, say Turkey, with someone they don't know, especially now? Uh, No, thank you. Uh, Hey, where did I put those tickets? I don't know what happened to them. They were sitting right there. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Wish you can't go now. Phew. Darn the luck. Man, what did you do with those tickets? Everybody start looking for those tickets. I mean, I don't know that I let that happen. So, I know. I'm a bad guy. Sue me. But, I'm not, I'm not, I am not allowing someone that I love to travel I don't know if there's a country that I would allow them to do that with or go to, but you sure as hell aren't going to Turkey. <laughs> that ain't happening, my friend. That is not happening. I know. I know. You can pick a fight with me later. Just email me at chewingthefatattheblaze.com. I know Turkey's beautiful. And it's got great history, and I love all the people there, and it means so much to the world. I got it. Okay, 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 okay. You didn't, uh, I went through the whole show. Man, doing that uh, coronavirus uh, <laughs> hydroxychloroquine study story was tough. But I did it without mentioning the news of the day. And that's President Trump and Melania and Hope Hicks uh, testing positive for coronavirus last night. Wow. Um, you know, obviously, everyone's Thoughts and prayers are with the president and his family, including Joe Biden. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so we'll see. I don't know that I believe Joe Biden, and I don't know that I believe many of the other leaders, but they say it. So you got to take them at their word, or we're supposed to, right? But it was very sad news, and I hung my head when I got the news, and as I'm sure you did, uh, or you laughed and smiled and said, <laughs> the figures. I mean, the guy is, uh, you know, was everywhere and, uh, he said he wore his mask as needed, but many of, many of the times he didn't. And look, so many people that wear masks and have tried to keep themselves safe still contract the virus. So we just have to hope that it's, uh, you know, he, they remain asymptomatic and he gets through the 14 day quarantine and he's fine. Let's hope that that actually takes place i mean the guy is a is a monster right i mean i know he's i know he's 74 he's in the window and he's overweight but other than that everything else he's the guy is a monster he's uh you know powering through day to day so i mean he's a strong dude you can quote me on that too he's a strong cat oh wait i said dude never mind i mean he's just the guy is a monster so uh he should be fine he should be fine and he's got the best the best doctors and the best medicine, including the hydroxychloroquine, to uh, to get him through. So let's just hope when we meet again on this very podcast that we can say he doesn't seem to be showing symptoms and it's going to be a tough two weeks for Donald Trump. That is for sure. A tough two weeks. <sighs> That's Fat Pile Friday. 